we should be, you know, discrediting, banging down people who are in a different, God has called them to be in a different part of this. Because the reality is we all can't do everything. I'm sorry, that's a fact. We cannot all do everything. And the reality is we're not all supposed to do everything. And we have to all come together. We have to be working. So can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, relationships, work, pop culture, and true crime from a Christian conservative perspective. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. The views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. You are listening to Those Are the Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory, and we, me, you, are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. This podcast is not just a podcast where we talk about culture. We actually do things to change culture as well. I'm going to take a sip of my uh, drink. Okay, so for those of you watching, this is the Saturday's RFO Weekly Teacaps mug. What you're listening to now is the weekly teacap. I think I'm going to have a couple extra new listeners. Um, so if you're listening now, this episode technically should come out Saturday morning. It did not, um, but it'll come out on Saturday. And on Saturdays, we do teacaps. So we talk about, and I'm saying we because usually I have a co-host with me. Um, and we talk about some things that have happened this past week, just giving our opinions. Um, it's more of like a, <coughs> oh, sorry, y'all like a pop culture or like politics, whatever, any interesting stories um, that you, that I think, or the guest thinks you guys should know about. Also, um, we, I'm trying to figure out where I'm going to put this, I'll put this here. Um, also, if you have ideas for a story, if something happened that week, or if you wrote an article, we actually had another girl submit an article a couple weeks ago. Um, if you have an article or something you want us to go over, then we will go over that as well. So this is a regular TCAP, but it's a little different because it's just me. And I don't know, the first couple of minutes, usually we talk about um, how this week's been, but I really, really want to talk about the March for Life. That was this past week. For those that did not go, it was this past, or who do not know, it was this past week, um, weekend in Washington, D.C. So January 20th, about a week ago from today when this episode comes out. And um, what it is, it's a gathering of people who are pro-life that come to um, walk, to proclaim that we are pro-life. And it's a good starting point. Um, I think myself and Melanie have really put on, talked about this a lot, is like the March for Life is a good place to start. Um, I think everyone should experience the March for Life um, at least once. The March for Life was actually kind of the beginning of my pro-life journey, my pro-life activism journey. Um kind of the beginning of when I decided, okay, I, we need to do something. Um, and it's also just a good place to encourage yourself. There are summits galore, uh, 
from there's like a law summit that happens every year. There's one at Georgetown that happens every year. There's a student for life summit that happens every year. There's even just random other summits that happen every year. You get to hear from all these speakers. Um, so if you do that whole weekend type deal, and then you know that Fridays when we march, um, you're gonna meet cool people. You're going to see different organizations um, that you might want to be a part of that might um, have a space for you. And to me, this year, I met a lot of really cool people that I either met like or like we follow each other online or um, like I just had never heard of them or I had never seen their work or they're kind of new to it. And it was just really great. Um first, I just want to give a quick recap of like my experience there. So I came two days early for a summit um, with this organization, um, Stand for Life. They're going to be producing some amazing videos, some amazing conversations that need to be had about the topic of life. There, um, hopefully I'll be getting a lot of these women and men on the podcast um, in the next couple of months. But uh, the biggest thing I want to talk about, the thing that like really, well, there's two that I want to speak on specifically. Um, one of them, I'll talk about this first, is there's a gentleman, him and his wife, um, he's a pastor in Chicago, and they are making up, they're raising money for a maternity home. So we're going to see what we can do to help with that as a organization, as a, those are the girls, everybody listening, myself, everybody listening, we're going to see how we can help with that. Um, but they want to make a maternity home. Chicago. And, um, you know, and at the summit, there was a lot of leaders who were talking about things that were going on in their towns. And they were talking about um, what are, you, you know, the whole purpose of the summit was like, okay, we have overturned Roe. Abortion is still legal in most states. Um, I don't think there's a single complete and total abolition of abortion in any state, even in Texas, um, which We'll discuss a little bit of that later on um, throughout the year. We're going to be talking about that. Um, but so it's like, okay, we are working on that. So what else? Because another thing I really wish uh, or like I want to express is that we all have different roles in the pro-life world and we are all called to do different things. And it takes it, one method is not going to fix everything. I think sometimes people, um, you know, a couple is this person on my Facebook. I doubt she listens to the podcast, but this person on Facebook, um, who every time I post, she always posts this long thing about we have to do um, X, Y, and Z. And then she's made a comment recently, like, "Oh, um, pregnancy centers are great and all, but um, you know, that's not going to get abortion overturned." And it's like. Of course, that's why we're doing other things as well. And I think that um, that mindset of just, we have to get it overturned, we have to get it overturned, completely agree. I am not against that. And we also have to do other things as well. It's not just this one thing, um, because the reality is, for those of us that, you know, care, because that's the other thing too, some people just want it abolished and like, that's it. Who cares if women are dying? Who cares if women feel like they can't do it? It just needs to be abolished, which I agree, it needs to be abolished, full stop. As well as, as I guess, as well as is probably what I want to also say. Like, as well as, as Christians, we should be helping people. We should be helping women. Because at the end of the day, we want abortion to stop because abortion is murder. Because people are killing people. People are still going to do things behind. There's going to be people who are still going to try to have abortions. Just like there's still people who... Um, try to rape or so people who try to um commit um 
who still, even with the law up, it's still going to happen. So shouldn't we try to help people? We, when people decide they still want to, like, you know, when kids are acting up, don't we have programs for them? That's what Big Brother Big Sister is. That's what a lot of churches have after school programs. So kids aren't going out and doing things. So like, it's the same, to me, it's the same concept. But I also think as someone, and I'm not saying this to like boast myself up at all. I'm just saying like, it's just some background of me. I've always, um, growing up, I my um the church I grew up in they always had a program for kids uh, in the situation so I've all and my mother is the missions director for a church so I have always seen we do stuff we help people alongside of the political aspect because you know I've talked about I've always been interested in politics before Donald Trump um which I know a lot of people got involved because of Donald Trump or a lot of people got involved because of 2020 I've always been interested in politics before Donald Trump so like I see the aspect I see how government um, intervention is not always best. Um, and I see the role of government, which is to protect its people, which is why, um, abortion should be abolished because abortion is murdering its people. The government should get involved in that hand. But anyway, my whole point being, um, that, you know, everybody has a role and the things that you do might look differently. I met this guy, um, who he's like a free diver. I'll definitely have him on the podcast. He's like a free diver. You should follow him pro-life um, Spider-Man, pro-life Spider-Man on Instagram. And he like climbs buildings, putting up like pro-life posters, very brave. There's other things like just listening to him talk, very brave. He does a lot of things that, you know, some of us might not be called to do. I'll tell you what, I'm not called to climb a building. That's just not me. Just not. Um, but he is, and he's making a difference in that. I've talked about Angelique all the time because I mean, she's to me the best artist I've seen. I'm sure there's other artists out there, but in my opinion, Angelique Life Dress, follow her. Um, she's been on the podcast, is the best. That is using your talents. Um, there's just so many people, there's so many things that we can be doing. You if you are a nurse, I can't stand the sight of blood. Like I don't like sick. Um, I just don't like it, like don't want to be around it, like um but it could a way that you could help is you know volunteering at a primacy resource center or even working for one um so yeah so we all i think that's like one of the biggest things that i learned from this is we all have a role and we can't number one we can't be insecure in what god has called us to do i know for myself god has called me um to do certain things i know i do feel a calling for example to be on the sidewalk and I do get insecure in that because it's hard. I don't know if you've ever been. It's hard because the escorts can be really mean. There's these escorts at the one in uh, Charlotte, obviously where I live, that are just straight up mean. Like some of the stuff they say, I'm like, ha ha ha, you know, trying to turn my face, like wiping my tears. They're just mean because, you know, they're being influenced by the devil. Beside the point. Um, it's also intimidating because, you know, one of my big concerns was I would say the wrong thing. And then, you know, they would go in just oh, you know, and I'm going to have this abortion because of you, like, despite me, it's, you know, it can be intimidating. It's scary. So we cannot, um, delayed obedience is disobedience. Someone told me that once. And we cannot um, be insecure in what God has called us to do. God has called me to do that. So I should not be insecure in people who do, for example, rescues. We've had um, Kristen on, to talk about that a little bit and I'll probably have some more people on because I learned a lot about that um this weekend as well I just don't feel you know educated enough to like share all of it but like we'll definitely have someone on to talk about it 
to discuss it more. But, you know, I can't feel insecure or um, because if that's not what God has called me to do, if God has called you to do X, Y, and Z, you just need to do it. God has called you to, you know, be a lawyer. Um, you could possibly be and defend um, the man. Oh, my goodness. Cannot remember his name, but he was arrested by the FBI in front of his kids um, for the FACE Act. You know, like that could be how God uses you. Um, it, God could also be using you to run a pregnancy resource center to buy. I'll never forget. I was listening to um, someone speak at a, a pregnancy banquet and he said that uh, he went in and he was talking and they needed like. I want to say it was like $20,000 to um, buy an ultrasound machine. He's like, okay, maybe, maybe you have money like that. And God has called you to do that. The point is though, like we cannot, um, I really, and I want to do better at this. And I'm not talking just to you, the listener, also talking to myself. I don't think we should be, you know, discrediting, banging down people who are, in a different, God has called them to be in a different part of this. Because the reality is we all can't do everything. I'm sorry, that's a fact. We cannot all do everything. And the reality is we're not all supposed to do everything. And we have to all come together. We have to be working. So, you know, that really rubbed me the wrong way when she did that, which is probably why I'm still talking about it. Um, because it's like, pregnancy resource centers are important. And and also, too, there was an implication that, like, I don't believe that it should be abolished. Which, also, too, I think that's just... Um, I don't know. That's really misinterpreting me if you don't think that. And it seems as if someone who doesn't really follow the things that I do or like you're not really listening to the podcast, you're not following those other girls on Instagram. If you were to ever think that, I think there should be exceptions. That's never been, um, I've never said that. <laughs> um, I might have said something similar to that. Well, no, I don't think I've ever said that. I was going to say maybe when I was like younger. And because I do remember there was a time and I think everybody kind of goes through this. There was a time where someone. So when I initially was getting involved, I always thought about the elective or I'm sorry. I always thought about when, um, you know, the I just don't want it anymore because uh, I've shared the story before. Girls I went to college with would joke about that. I just don't want it. So I, I always thought about that. And then I remember someone brought up the idea of rape for me to me. And I remember thinking like. It's hard. I don't want to. So maybe there's some posts or something where I'm kind of iffy on that. But I can tell you now, um, from learning, from from doing more research on my own, from learning more, from hearing people who have been through that situation, I I would never. Because another person posted on my Facebook, well, then tell the girl who's been raped um, that she has to carry her child. Absolutely. And that if I actually met someone who was going through that situation, I would walk with her because also too, as a Christian, this person who commented that was not a Christian. So I can't, you know, I'm not, and it was a man. So hmm, interesting, but anyway, yeah. So, you know, as a Christian, I do everything as a Christian. I do everything as someone who cares about people, someone who wants to help people. That's my, um, I, you know, when you're younger, it's like, oh, what's your life's purpose? Do you know life's purpose? I remember thinking this in high school and I just, I know this in my heart. God has called me to help those who cannot help themselves. And I've been saying that for years. And then as I got older, I realized Proverbs, that's Proverbs 31, 7 and 8. So a variation of it. So I've always known that that's what I've been called to do. So like, that's just kind of a natural thing to me. So if someone were to go through that, naturally I, I would be there to help. I 
because of where I am in my town and because of how involved I have been, um, I know who I can speak to to help them if they need issues uh, with, you know, finances, if they need issues with education, if they have issues with, um, you know, diapers and like, there's so many resources that I know of because like I said, I've been involved. And I think that's another thing too. I think sometimes people are not involved. They don't really know what goes on. So they think that it's like, well, women just can't do it at all. Or they can't, there's no reason. There's nothing, nothing, nothing. But it's like, no, like there's so many things. Also to get a good lawyer, because if someone does that to you, let's fight it. If, if they want to, I do respect people if they say they don't want to. Um, and if you have a different opinion on that, I love to discuss that because I used to be like, you have to always fight it. And I still do. But I also kind of respect people who don't. Um, Cause it's tough. Anyway, that's a whole nother conversation. We should do something about, we should, um, have a discussion on that if you know someone who would want to talk about um rape and the legal system something like that let me know as well so you guys are getting a lot of homework on this uh episode so i guess the final thing um i wanted to talk about so i expressed so this person is making the oh actually it was those two things it was just like Actually, no, sorry, you guys. I should have written down this part, but I was just kind of going off the cuff. So the other thing that I just found so interesting, I'm going to try to have her on the podcast. Um, I might need you guys, like if I can find the Instagram, I might need you guys like tag me or tag her, like do something about it. But it's this woman um, who runs an organization and they are working on a curriculum, um, a sexual education curriculum to like combat Planned Parenthood and they're doing one that's secular there's one that is for Catholics and there's going to be one for Protestants or evangelicals what they say evangelicals which I think is so needed I was kind of I have been thinking that you know that's not my expertise obviously you know if you listen to me or follow me on Instagram you know that I'm very much a hmm someone should do it all right here I go but I realize that this particular thing I cannot do as I do not know much about that. Um, and I'm still learning myself about some of the things. And you guys know, Melanie comes on and talks about fertility awareness a lot. I don't know much about it because also too, I've talked about this. I didn't have a sexual education class um, at my Christian school. So I'm still learning some things. But I've been thinking someone needs to do that. And I'm excited that she decided to take on the task. So I really want her to have her come on and maybe do something even on our Patreon with that. Um, and you know, when this happens, we're going to talk about it and we're going to promote it because once again, we are making abortion illegal and we're also making it unthinkable. And one of the things to make it unthinkable is to change culture. How do we change cultures? We get um, specifically young girls to think about themselves with dignity as people who Christ, like, so I've been thinking about this a lot. Like, holy versus happiness and i feel like i say this all the time on the podcast now and i say this all the time in my life i recently was in a situation and i'm very proud of myself i picked holiness over happiness and um it was very difficult but it was like that is what god is calling us to do and sometimes you know i'm not perfect sometimes i don't pick that but this particular situation i'm very proud of myself for doing it and like looking back like good job on me because if i picked happiness terrible consequences um but picking holiness over happiness and it's just getting uh young girls to realize that and to understand like and men too obviously this podcast is for women i only can talk from a female perspective um but getting kids 
young adults to know this, to understand this, to be, so when you are in situations, you are able to pick the holy over the happy. Um, and sometimes holy and happy go corresponding because my, me picking the holy situation, honestly, looking back, I'm happy. So maybe it's delayed happiness in that moment for that situation too. That's another thing. So that was really cool to have them do that. So the March was great. Um, I did a lot of work, um, a lot of things with Rehumanize and POW, uh, Rehumanize International. They are a pro-life organization that really fights for, you know, pro-life stuff. Let me like look up the actual definition to you guys. Oh, I'm really ignorant right now. The people who are in charge of that are amazing. They're great. Um, and I'm going to talk about Okay, so they believe that each and every human being has the right to live free from aggressive violence. Oh, love it. 10, 10 out of 10 support, love of love. And POW, which you guys know, um, that is with Teresa, cannot pronounce her name. If you're listening, love you, can't pronounce your name. Um, but they are the progressive anti-abortion uprising. And if you're listening to this podcast, and if you know me, um, you know that... Um, <clears throat> that uh i'm not a progressive but i like that they are a like it's really for everyone it's and they're very um their methods are a little bit different they have uh drums like you guys have seen them they're amazing so i did a lot of stuff with them too this weekend which was great i really really enjoyed it um so yeah it was a great weekend like i said the march is fantastic i highly recommend it but the other things for me what's so powerful what's motivating because um there are some things that are going to be happening uh in the charlotte area eventually i don't want to you know spoil anything i don't want to say anything just yet but after this it just really motivated me to um something in the future in the near future distant future but future um so yeah so that's really a good reason to go to the march and also you know there's um they have what do you those things where you're where there's booths y'all know what i'm talking about those things with the booths and they're so i mean pro-life organization from all across the country if you attend one of those you can meet different people from different pro-life organizations you can see if you want to apply to one um and all this stuff so like the march I think every pro-life person that wants to make a difference should attend at least once. If you truly want to do something to make a difference in someone's life, you should attend once. And also, too, I want to end with this on that on this note before I talk about another aspect of pro-life things that's coming up. Um, we if you truly believe abortion is murder. If you truly believe abortion is ending someone's life, are you doing something? I don't mean you have to donate. I don't mean you have to be at a rally with a microphone in your face. I don't mean that you need to volunteer your time. I mean, are you doing anything is what I'm asking. Um, and if you're not and you want to, please reach out to me. If you're not, I would think about it. Um... I would think about what is it that you're doing. Anything could also be just speaking up when your friend has said something. It could be sharing a post, just anything, if you truly believe it. I'm not saying you have to be obsessed 
with um with it and like you know every time something comes out you have to be because that's also overwhelming you don't have to do that but i'm just saying are you doing anything is there anything in your life that you can say i'm doing in a way to prevent abortions or in a way to make abortions illegal in a way to foster culture of life is there anything you're doing if not please reach out to me i can give you a task okay so another pro-life thing i want to say all across the nation um on february 4th we pro-lifers myself included will be at cvs's and walgreens um protesting for those i don't know cvs i'm just trying to pull up um this information cvs and walgreens have decided to okay sorry one second um cvs and walgreens they have decided to sell uh they've decided to sell um abortion pills and we've talked about it ad nauseum on the podcast before um i will be talking about it again uh this the next episode that's coming out is actually going to be with someone who is a nurse and we're going to discuss it even more i have some of the questions you guys submitted um is this is not a good thing this is dangerous this will harm women as well as kill babies like this is not okay um and walgreens and cvs as a lot of the pow people their language that they use they're part of the abortion industrial complex they're becoming complicit in that so what we're going to be doing is we're going to be outside um there on february 4th protesting you can go to stopabortionrx.com and get information on like where there's locations to let me see you can get information on what states um you can go to the locations and get connected um for the time you can contact the organizers and things like that they are not in every state i'm looking at the list it's not all 50 states but there hopefully is one near you and if you don't see one near you um you should go ahead and um if you don't see one near you go ahead and host one they have an option where you can host one this is very important because um cvs and walgreens they need to know that there are people who are not going to stand for this also i think i mentioned this last um weekly tcat there are people who don't know this is happening so we need to let people know because if i did not know this was happening i would want someone to tell me as i'm walking in walgreens or cvs that they are selling abortion pills because i wouldn't want to support it people who don't know about this um even though you know if you're listening you've probably heard about it and you're probably like oh my goodness we gotta do something um but there's some of our friends some of our friends some of my friends did not know until i told them like last week so this this is important if you are available next saturday find a protest and join Find a protest and join. I'll leave a link to stopabortionrx.com um, on the website, on uh, in the show notes and everything. Um, give me one second to pull up. I think that's all 
I want to remind everyone to join our Patreon. If you enjoy this content or if you want more of this content, if you really would like to help and be a part of what we're doing with this podcast, what we're doing with this brand, join our Patreon. You can join for as low as $5 a month. And, you know, this podcast has continued to grow. You know, I met some people who I had never met before that listened to the podcast and enjoyed the podcast, introduced themselves to me. Um at the march and i think that's really what it's about it's just like getting this information out there getting the information out there and also to getting our opinion as a con- as a christian conservative our opinion out there on some of the topics we're going to talk about because our opinion might be a little bit different than some other people's opinions so if you want to be a part of that join the patreon you can join it for low as five dollars a month and it really does help me all of this i'm the only person who pays for anything for the podcast um it's all on me and if you want to come alongside me, partner with me, the Patreon is a great place to do it. Also, too, if you have any ideas for shows, episodes, interviews, anything like that, please, please, please let me know. Okay. Oh, also, too, um, our merch site is available. The Anti-Abortion Social Club sweatshirt, bestseller by far. Um, there are some available on the site if you want to do that. Um, and I also want to let you guys know my jewelry store, my jewelry store, The Pink Rose, um, has a new website now. So shop thepinkrose.com. And if you can see, I don't know if you can see it, this rose necklace is our signature piece. I'm going to have more pieces like these earrings that I'm wearing. I'm going to have more of these, actually both of them. They're going to be available on the website soon. Um, well, soon-ish. But this necklace right now is like really what I'm promoting and like I'm really excited for you guys to get. And um, just really quick about this necklace. So it is the logo, the pink rose. Um, my friend and I designed it so you know the pink rose is my store and um i kind of told her some ideas that i had and she put it to art and then i send it sent the design over to a manufacturer and this um yeah and they put the design on the necklace and what i want to say about the necklace is i called the esther rose necklace i really want this necklace like when you wear this to remind you that you are made for such a time as this um i think that i i get like this all the time like oh goodness this is like the worst time to be alive like why is everything so hard and difficult when realistically it's not like that's just me being um like first world problems but sometimes you get like that and you get frustrated about your life but if we can remember that you are made for such a time as this god puts you at this time god is sovereign. He knew that you needed to be here at this time. You are where you need to be. Nothing you can do. Someone told me this and like, it gives me so much peace. Nothing you can do can mess up God's plan for your life because he is sovereign. He knew what was going to happen. He knew you were going to make this decision. It's all part of his plan. And I want this necklace to like remind you of that, to encourage you and to help you be brave in the sense of, I know for me, there's times like I'll wear something or like, you know, it's just part of human. You you, like touch your necklace. Like, okay, this reminds me of this or things like that. Like my, um, 1972, 2022 ring, um, from culture of life, 1972. And, you know, like that just reminding me like, okay, you know, Rose, that was one step. Like we were okay. Like we can do it. Like God is on our side. It is possible. You know, different things that have that. And I want this necklace to be that, to remind you to be brave. And then there's also, so there's a bloomed, uh rose and then there's a rose bud that's like blooming 
And when you are doing this, I want you to also remember like to bring someone along with you to like help your fellow sister. The only God talks a lot. The Bible talks a lot about community and working together with other people. The only way we're going to move past to move past where we are in the culture, the only way we're going to improve culture is if we are kind and bring along someone with us. If we show kindness, compassion, love, the fruit of the spirit, really. Uh, and we bring someone along with us. So I want you to remember that too when you wear this necklace. So anyway, this necklace is available. It's $35 at shopthepinkrose.com. Just want to let you guys know that. Um, yeah, so let's just go ahead and get started. We are 30 minutes in and I have not talked about any of the topics. And it's funny because this is just a solo mile episode. So <laughs> you guys know I can talk a lot. So everybody, grab your mugs. Here we go into our main stories. Clink. Okay. First story is about Alec Baldwin. I don't know if you guys remembered or forgot. I certainly forgot about the story until it became popular again this past week. Um, some update on the Alec Baldwin situation. This is from NPR. Alec Baldwin will be charged with involuntary manslaughter in the Russ shooting death. Actor Alec Baldwin will face criminal charges of involuntary manslaughter in the shooting death of cinematographer Helena Hutchinson on the set of Russ. The film's armorer, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, is facing the same charges. First Judicial District Attorney Mary Carmack Altawise said in a written statement. In addition to those charges, Assistant Director David Hall says um, he has signed a plea agreement for the charge of negligent use of deadly weapon. If one of these three people, Alec Baldwin, Hannah Gutierrez, or David Halls, had done their job, Helena Hutchinson's would be alive today, said Andrea Reeve, the special prosecutor appointed by Karmic Outwives. It's that simple. A review of the evidence in the case, quote, clearly shows a pattern of criminal disregard for safety, end quote. Reeve said, Baldwin's attorney, Luke Nikas, said the decision to file charges was a, quote, terrible miscarriage of justice, end quote, and a distortion of a, tra- of a tragedy. The actor, quote, relied on the professionals with whom he worked, who assured him the gun did not have live rounds, end quote. Quote, we will fight these charges, and quote, we will win. I don't know why I said the quote, we will win part, but we will fight these charges, we will win. That's the end of the quote. Um, okay, so I don't really necessarily want to talk about it from like a, should we have guns or something, blah, blah, blah. That's not really my perspective. I kind of want to talk about it from just thinking about the whole situation. Justice absolutely needs to be served. And I really don't understand why there were even live rounds, why there needs to be live rounds in the first place um, for a movie. That is very strange. And that's why I know a lot of people are thinking like, this is kind of sus. And I agree. Why would there be live rounds? I also think Alec Baldwin, I don't know how it would act in this situation. I would like to think that, I feel like Alec Baldwin's like, it's not me, it's not me, please, please, it's not me, it's not me. It's like almost a desperation, like, please don't, don't look at me, don't look at me, it's not me, it's not me, as opposed to, can't believe this happened. Gosh, I feel so sorry for her. I was the one that pulled the trigger. I guess, I what, what can I do to fix this? I feel like it's been more of like, like I said initially. So I think that's, I would like to think that I would want to get, justice for the person now if it were me 
you guys know I'm not going to go to jail. I'm going to avoid jail. Um, so <laughs> for I, it's possible I would act the same way as Alec Baldwin. It's possible. I personally like to hope that I would want to be responsible and take responsibility because the gun is not going to go off just you holding it and then it goes like, I think that's ridiculous. That's, um, that's a lie <laughs> more than anything, but that's just, that's just not the truth. Now, whether he was the one who put the guns, who put the bullets in the gun, you know, that wasn't him. So I can understand not thinking, like, I can understand not wanting to take the responsibility in the sense of like, you were told there were blanks. So you just did your job. So you pulled the trigger. So I get that. Like, I, I definitely understand that. Um, but technically, if you hadn't pulled the trigger, she'd still be alive. Also, if there were bullets in there, she'd still be alive. Also, if he had checked, she'd still be alive. Also, if someone else had checked, she'd still be alive. Also, if someone had not brought live round, she'd still be alive. So there's just so many aspects of it. I just think it's, I think his reaction is probably reasonable. I just, I think it's just a little weird because I, I, it just, I thought that someone else, like, in my head, I'm thinking, like, maybe you would want to take a little bit of responsibility, but, you know, if you're facing a murder charge, and that's also hard, that would be so hard, because it's a straight, I mean, at the end of the day, supposedly, it's an accident. I definitely don't think, what, I, I feel very confident Alec Baldwin was an accident. Now, before it got to Alec Baldwin, it's, that's where it's a little suspicious to me, like, hmm, how did I get there? That's a little sus. But I think, so I definitely understand, like, wanting to not take any responsibility, wanting to be like, it wasn't me, especially so you can sleep at night. That's another thing, too. Like, I don't know how I'd be able to sleep at night. I took someone's mother from them. An innocent woman, for all we know. Like, I mean, for all we know, a completely innocent woman. So, you know, yeah. I think that the trial is going to be very interesting to see. I think that um, how it's all going to be handled is just going to be very, very, very interesting. Cause yeah, I just think it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be interesting and we'll keep you guys updated on that. That's just my two cents. Um, another thing I really wanted to get two cents on and then <laughs> never discuss it again, unless something juicy happens. Um, there is, the girlies are fighting. Um, the Daily Wire versus Louder with Crowder. So I asked you guys on my personal page, everybody's like, oh yeah, keep talking. On the Instagram page, which way less people, for those of the girls page, way less people commented. Um, on the Instagram page, they said they're fatigued. So to kind of make it a middle, I'm just gonna talk about it for two seconds because I'm kind of fatigued too at this point. Like um, but I want to give a preference. I'm not a big fan of Steven Crowder. I used to really like him and recommend him um, years ago. Then, honestly, I think over the years with age, with maturity, with learning more, and, like, I'll talk a little bit about, like, where I come into all this, you know, not to make it about me. Um, I've just decided I don't he, – he lacks grace. He lacks empathy. And that's just not content that I want to choose to consume. And I personally don't know how helpful that is for the movement. Um, but anyway, that's, so that's how I feel about Crowder. So I want to say that before I give my opinion. 
Um, and then for Daily Wire, I'm really not a fan of Candace Owens. Um, for the exact same reason, I'm not a fan of Steven Crowder. Once again, I used to like her. I did the first uh, Black Leadership Summit um, with Bryson Gray and all them. Um, and I was a huge fan. Um, I did feel like the comment, leave the plantation, felt a little weird. But I was like, well, maybe that's just, maybe people need to hear it. But over the years, once again, with, um, I think with age, with perspective with um just thinking about like what is actually effective and just like kind of watching her character i'm not a fan i hope to god neither one of them um sees this video because to be honest they're both kind of intimidating and scary because they both go after people um and once again i don't know her she could be a really nice person same with crowder they could be really nice people and this is just a character um, and I think for Steven Crowder, it is kind of a character. Well, I don't like this character. Um, and, you know, if you guys hear this, please, I'm, please, I'm just a regular girl. Like, I have no money for you to take from me. Um, reading me to filth, you know, talking about my weight, which Crowder, both of them talk about. I mean, and that's also another aspect, too. They both are terrible, are very mean to people who are... Um, who are obese so you know going after my weight is not going to help um so please don't attack me if you hear this so i just want to get that background so people don't think that i'm like biased to either one i'm also not a fan of matt walsh i've said this before i think matt walsh wakes up googles what is everybody happy about all right so let me take the exact opposite take i don't like that type of method i don't think that's helpful or productive i'm thinking that's just me um okay so all that to say, I think, so this is my like wrapped up opinion. Hopefully this won't take more than five minutes to discuss. And then we won't discuss this anymore in the podcast because I am kind of fatigued about it. Unless something really juicy happens. Now if something really juicy happens. Okay. No, I'm going to have to discuss it. But unless something really juicy happens, no need to hash out anything more. Okay. So my opinion, I think that, um, I do like what Daily Wire is doing with the Daily Wire Entertainment, even though I'm not seeing a single one of their movies, partially because of the paywall. And I don't like to watch, like, they had that country movie, not interested to me. And, like, a school shooting movie, not interesting to me. I have a superhero movie, and I, I would have watched it if there wasn't a paywall. That, interesting. And it's also a comedy. That was interesting to me. Even though that wasn't put on by them, they bought the rights to it. I thought they had put it on. Because there were people on that movie when I saw it, I was like, oh, I'm kind of shocked they would be associated with Daily Wire. But they bought the rights to it. Anyway, um, I would have watched that. I like that they're trying to do the kids show. I think that's great with the guy from VeggieTales. Good idea. Um, the thing is, so someone who is trying to create a media company herself, one thing is like, it's so expensive to do everything. So I do, I am a little critical because I've talked about this before, how that BLM movie and what is a woman are behind a paywall. So the reality is that's not going to change anyone's mind. What it's going to do is it's going to stir up the base. It's going to be good um content for people who already agree with you is not real like the people who need to see it are not going to pay a year's subscription to see it now if they like had it available for like five dollars or something a one-time fee of five dollars something like that they might pay but last i looked and to get a daily wire subscription you had to pay um you had to pay like of the year you couldn't do a monthly subscription you had to do a yearly subscription which is over a hundred dollars so i'm not going to do that personally that's i don't want to um and 
if I I agree with them on a good chunk of their stuff, or at least I'm a conservative, like I'm kind of their the person they're trying to market to. So people who don't agree with them certainly won't be paying for that. So you know. I do think that stuff like that is more of just like, and the reality too, someone said this to me, and, and this is a fact, that to do all that, it costs lots of money. So you do have to put things behind a paywall, which is fair. Like, I'm not going to sit here and act like, like, oh, they're just, I don't feel that way at all about that. And because it takes some, it's going to take time. And that's the other thing too, like when we were, when people were discussing this, they were just like, yeah, well, they have all this money. They should be able to do this and that, which is true. But like, to be able to accomplish all that they want to accomplish is going to take time. And that's just, that's just a fact. They're not going to be able to do everything that they want to do in just one, you know, after like three years. There is going to take time to get up to Disney level or to even be a competitor to Disney. They're not a competitor to Disney. Not even in the slightest. I'm sorry. They're just not. Which is okay for right now. I feel like that's their plan eventually, but it takes time. And I think that, you know, some of the, you, that's an, a part that's not discussed in all of these discussions. So I watched um, some people talking. I watched Crowder's videos. I watched Jimmy Boring's video. Um, and then, like, I watched some people discussing it. I watched Candace on Tim Pool. I watched some of Crowder on Tim Pool. So, like, I think that was just an aspect of, like, it's going to take time. So the contract is not going to be this perfect thing. And the reality is, if they're going to be paying you $50 million, you need to be producing and that's just a fact of the matter um and i think that you know people are saying that well it wasn't about that it wasn't about that sure and from the fruit that stephen crowder has borne, i feel as if this was all a part of his plan to create his own thing and to take some daily daily wire subscribers with him to create his own media company because you know, we have the evidence of him recording the call. I'm sorry. I don't care. If you guys are friends, recording a call is shady. That's sketch. That's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. From my understanding, from what I believe Jeremy, Jeremy Boring said, the conversation started off as just friends talking. And then I started talking a little bit about business. So if we're talking, like, friendly, why are you recording me? That's so awful. Okay. That's the first thing. Um, also, too, he bought that website back in December, and all this is coming out in January. So I do think that he's just ramping up to start his own media company, which is fine. Sure, start your own media company. I'm not against that at all. Um, it takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of time. Um, and, you know, this is a good promotion for it because a lot of people are very upset with Daily Wire, and they're taking their subscriptions away from Daily Wire, and means they'll probably join his mug club, do the whole email list he wants, have an email list and everything. So I just, from his, from the fruit of his character, that is kind of what it seems. And that's kind of shady. I, I don't like that. I don't like that. Um, I really don't think that uh, Daily Wire's deal, from what Jeremy read and even other people discussing it, I really don't think that deal was bad. I don't. I, I think it was a good deal. I think that it's, unfortunately, I'm sorry, nobody cares about Rumble. I put the stuff on Rumble sometimes. Um, and talking, because if your goal, so this is also, okay, so I'm going to pivot a little bit. So if your goal is to change hearts and minds, you need to be where the people are, which is YouTube. You need to get people to watch your stuff on YouTube, and then once they start watching your stuff, then they'll, then they can go to Rumble occasionally. 
but I'm sorry. Your stuff needs to be on YouTube. And unfortunately, we have to go along with YouTube's rules. Well, that's very upsetting. It is upsetting. And it's not fair. So if you want to talk about some of the topics YouTube doesn't like, Mug Club, have the paywall. Do that. Put it on your Patreon. Fine. I don't think that that's a great, I think that's a great alternative. Until, here's the thing everybody's like, oh, we, YouTube has something to, no. What needs to happen is someone is in YouTube that changes it from the top down. We pray, if you care enough, you pray that someone joins YouTube and gets higher rankings and changes it. That's how we're going to make a difference. I'm sorry, making Rumble, I think, is a great idea. Like I said, I put my stuff on Rumble there. I'm not necessarily against Rumble. I'm just being honest and realistic. If you're trying to change people's minds, the average person, I mentioned Rumble to somebody who is not um, a conservative. Well, they're not on the left either. They're more of just like apathetic. And they thought it was like a, a virus. Like they didn't believe it was a real site. So like, if, and those are people we should be trying to talk to those people whose hearts minds we should be changing like i said i pivoted a little bit so to wrap this all up in a nice bow i think part of the reason why i'm not really the big fan of candace's content Ms. shapiro matt walsh is because i do feel as if my role in all of this is to change hearts and minds i would like to change some people's minds and i think i have um well i know i have people have reached out and told me so like i think that and in, in doing that you say the truth and grace and love example abortion is murder not abortion is murder and you're so fat you wouldn't even under nobody even wants to be with you anyway you're just so fat like and that's i'm sorry that's candace and steven crowder's brand to a t and other people's brands too that i, I won't get into but so look i don't find that useful because if someone's saying that to me i'm not going to listen to them i'm sorry i don't want to hear what you have to say and also too how are we better if we're doing the same thing they're doing so we're not better we're just them with a different opinion and I think also, too, recognizing that a lot of people that disagree with us on certain aspects, we all want the same thing. And I think that's something I've learned over the past couple of years. And I'm really trying to go into conversations with that. I'm really trying to make the podcast realize that, too. We all want the same thing. We just want to go about it differently. Not every person who disagrees with you who's on the left hates you and wants you to die. And there are certain commentators who are much popular than me, have more money than me, and will always be more popular than me because this is what I'm about to say is what people like to hear. They This is what they'll donate money to. A lot of people don't like to hear the kind of like, you know what, maybe this person's not bad. A lot of these commentators say stuff like, they literally want you dead. And if you listen to political commentators, you know exactly who I'm talking about. There's a particular person who has said this numerous times. They literally want you dead. And it's like, I don't think most people literally want you. Are you going to say that about your neighbor that has a BLM flag down the street? You they literally want you dead? Or maybe they just think differently than you because they haven't been exposed to a different, to a different um, ideology. They haven't been exposed to a different perspective. And maybe if you actually had lunch with them or got to know them better and you explained and you didn't come up to them like, you literally want me dead. Let me tell you why you're wrong. And then maybe change could happen. So that is more of like my brand. That is more of what I know that I'm called to do. And I don't really like to consume people who don't think that way. Um, 
partially because a I don't want to become like that. I don't want to become like mean, bitter. And I know that I have the capacity. I'm a human. I can become that way. And I think there were times in my life where I kind of was that way. There were times in my life where I really did think that like some people on the left really literally wanted me dead. And that's just not true. Are there people who do? Sure. Are there people who, you know, really disagree with me and think that I'm dumb and like want to hurt me? Sure. I'm you know, go through my, read my messages that I get. But the average person, like the person who um, I go to the gym with, no, they don't want that for me. They also too, some of them don't even really care that much too. That's something I learned. And I think, but you have to get out of your circles to learn this. There's some people who just literally do not care, which, you know, it's not good. Like we need to get people to care at least a little bit, like enough to vote, enough to like make some changes. There's people who literally don't care. So all that to say, you guys, um, very interesting. I don't really have a dog in the fight. Neither one of them would ever ask me to be on their platform. I know that for a myriad of reasons. I can do a Patreon on that. Um, so it doesn't really matter that much to me other than the fact that it's drama. Um, I think Alex said this something similar too. Like it's just drama. So yeah, so that's my two cents that went, I think, 10 minutes long when it should have been five. Okay. Um, I want to talk about, oh my goodness, we're at 50 minutes already. Ah, and there's like three more stories I want to talk about. (laughs) Okay. Um, this is funny. Maybe I'll just do a separate episode. Um, like in the middle of the week, I think I'm going to start doing that. Like middle of the week decaps. Or like Wednesday, this is what happened type of thing. Um, maybe I'll I'll put it on Patreon and then I'll anyway. Let me just pick one of these really quick to discuss. Or you know what? Maybe I'll just end this and then we'll discuss these three on a separate episode. So how am I gonna end this? I want to end this by saying thank you everyone for listening. And thank you everybody that supports the podcast. And thank you everyone um, who is going to participate in the events that we're going to have coming up. And thank you everyone for listening who does not agree with a lot of things that I say. But, you know, you enjoy the content. Or you just are here just to listen. Or even if you're here to hate listen. Thank you for listening. Um, I just want everyone to remember too that... I guess to wrap this whole up, this whole episode up, we're all called to different things and we're all human. More than anything, we're all human. And I think once we remember that, once we, um, once we go about our life with that understanding, we can interact with people more. We can interact with people better. We can interact and we can understand that like, Not everyone is out to get us. I think sometimes, and I have to work on this. I actually watch um, Hassan, who I also hope he does not see this because he would be kind of mean to me too. I do find him incredibly attractive. So I'll admit that, that that's my bias. He's incredibly attractive in my opinion. Um, You know, as I've discussed, I like the dark features in men. Um, And I watch him sometimes. I, nothing he's ever said I've agreed with. I don't think. He's ever, any word has ever come out of his mouth, I have agreed with. But I like to watch him. Sometimes I watch Vosh. He's a little bit boring to me. Um, And I watch Mr. Atheist. And Mr. Atheist hasn't posted in a while, so I hope he's okay. 
Um, but I like to watch the other side sometimes because I want to also know what they're thinking, but I also want to put things in like perspective. Like it reminds me that once again, like I think, I hope he never finds this. Y'all know he like scours the internet. Um, there's nothing that I agree with him on, but I really think deep down, like, it's not that he's evil. He just thinks that things need to be done a different way. And he's upset and frustrated. It's not being done that way. Same thing with Steven Crowder. I don't think Steven Crowder is evil. I think I'm holding him to a higher standard than Hassan because Steven Crowder does say he's a Christian. Um, so I am holding him to a higher standard. I don't think Stephen Crowder's evil. I think he sees how things are done and he's so frustrated that he resorts to that. Same as Hassan. That would be such an interesting debate. But they don't, they wouldn't do that. That would be such an interesting debate though. My whole point being is like, um, we all want the same things. We just want to go about, we think the going about it is differently. So we have to work together to figure out how to do it the right way. I think I'm right. I don't really change my mind that much. Um, because also, there's another thing too. Once you know, like, once you're very confident in that you're right, perfect example is Christianity. I know a lot of people get upset when people make fun of Jesus or Mary and things like that. I have, I feel very confident. I'm not saying people who get upset aren't confident. I'm just saying, like, for me, this is where I think I don't get upset. I, was, I just know that I'm right and I kind of feel sorry for those people. Like, yikes, you know, like, ugh. When you die, guess we'll see who gets the last laugh. So, yeah, when you feel very confident in your belief, I think sometimes you don't have to be so hostile and so mean. And and last thing on this, I also, when I talk and speak, I'm trying to speak to someone like me. And sure, there might be people who are, yeah, and you're a... Pearl, for example. Hope oh, Pearl doesn't see this either. You're a whale. You are a whale. You need to lose weight. You're a whale. Sure, maybe that works for some people, but that doesn't work for me. That does not work for me. Um, you're not helping me at all. And I know I'm not the only person who's like that. So I'm talking to the girl like me. The girl like me wants to hear someone who actually cares about them, has compassion, is going to tell them the truth. That's something to people act like, well, aren't they that? Yes, they're, yes. I'll talk about myself, not people listening. Like, aren't you fat? Yes, I have a mirror. I know I'm fat. I know I need to lose weight. You talking to me like that is not going to make the difference. You know, there's a way to do it. And I'll have an episode about that soon. Um, but there's a way to do it. So, you know, speaking with someone in grace and love and compassion, that's how we're going to make the difference. That's how we're going to make things unthinkable. That's how we're going to change culture. I'll do that. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, subscribe, however, wherever you're listening. Um, please leave comments. Just interact with oh, me. just interact with it because the more you interact with it, the more people will see it, the more it'll be um uh, reviewed for everyone and all that jazz. Um, thank you guys so much. You have a good night, evening, day, however, wherever you are. Bye. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. 
Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram at Those Other Girls Podcast and on Twitter at TOG underscore podcast. Those are the girls changing culture and bringing back traditional values.